I'm Deidre. I'm Dina. Welcome to Ozark's Paints and Hooch. This ain't no fancy academic. Check your references. Kind of deal. This is three sisters from the Ozarks. Sipping and spewing. About paint, hooch, and history. everybody welcome to ozarks haints and hooch we're glad you're here uh it's me and dina hi dina hi it's me <laughs> and dina's got the big story tonight and uh-huh. uh um and i've got the little story which when you hear dina's big story um my little story was kind of hard but I, that's okay i pulled i pulled something way out of my underwear to not really but something to do this so uh yeah so dina's got the big one i've got a little one uh i'm gonna tell you about the drink here in a minute but before we do that um let me mention our social media and all the ways that you guys can get in touch with us um facebook instagram and we have a website uh ozarks haints in the letter in hooch weebly.com get we also have a patreon you guys please go show us some love we've got mm-hmm. presents if you become a patron and we would like to make more presents and maybe some really cool things that you could perhaps get your loved ones for christmas but we sure need some help financially to do that uh let's see uh subscribe give us all the stars please comment we want to hear your comments sorry dean i keep interrupting you sorry no i well once again when we do our tech disclaimer um my internet sucks so i i apologize but i might say something and dawn doesn't hear it for a minute yeah it's very delayed and i it could be that you i'm the same way for you i don't know mm-hmm. but anyway sorry uh oh speaking of text di- tech disclaimers <laughs> we've got okay. cats dogs kids two different states two different wi-fi's both of which kind of suck and um we're doing the best we can here um yeah. what else uh i think that's it did i forget anything mm, website Oh, did I not? Oh, ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com. Yeah, go, go. And like, like we say, please, um, please comment and tell us what you think and send us some good stories. Or if you, you know, have a comment on anything we've done in the past, we'd really like to hear that. And you can do that everywhere on Podbean, on Apple, on our website, on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you want to do it, Patreon, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can talk yep. to us. So, um, Dina um, is uh, uh, doing a big story with several parts. And I was like, well, I think the first night that you told me what the story was, I like immediately Googled a cocktail that's pretty dang good. It's called yeah, the La good. Llorona. Mm-hmm. Or that's the Spanish or the Weeping Woman is the name of this drink and it's kind of a halloweeny drink which we're getting to that season but it's pretty good do you like yours yes now um are you gonna tell them what's in it Uh uh-huh i should do that do that (laughs) okay and then i will talk about how i did mine a little different 
Oh, I know. I did mine different too. We're um, we're very professional here at Ozarks uh, Paints and Hooch. We've written yeah. our scripts months in advance. <laughs> um, okay, so the Weeping Woman has three ounces of Pisco brandy. We'll talk about that in a minute because neither one of us had that. An ounce of fresh lime juice. That's a lot. P.S. Um, mm. a, an ounce of fresh lemon juice. One and a half tablespoons of granulated sugar, a dash of Angostura bitters, crushed ice, and dry ice is optional. We can talk about that too. So you put all that in a cocktail shaker with crushed ice, and then you, not the dry ice, just the brandy juices and sugar, and you shake vigorously for 15 seconds. And I think that's important to get all the sugar mixed mm -hmm. up. And then you strain it into a cocktail glass top with a few drops of bitters and add some dry ice for a spooky effect which i don't think either one of us did no so i didn't leave you, my house you me neither you <laughs> well except to go to work today you tell them what you did then i'll tell them what i did all right well i didn't have the pisco brandy so i um looked up i googled my friend google and they oh, said i do. could use uh-huh i could use um white tequila and so that's what I did because that's what I had. Um, so I used tequila and lemon and lime juice and sugar, but I didn't have bitters and I didn't want to leave my house. So I have a really strong margarita-y drink is what it is reminiscent of. And it is super strong, but I like it. Well, I didn't even Google, but you told me you were going to use tequila. And if you guys don't know, I, I had a bad experience with tequila, so I can't even smell it. But I used, and I didn't have any brandy. I thought I did, but I had cognac because we're fancy here in South Carolina. And so mm -hmm. I used cognac, the juices, and I, and I didn't have Angostura bitters. I had uh, blood orange bitters. And oh, so that might be good. Well, it is good. So it is, it's like a, it really is like a strong, fancy margarita, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there you and, go. Well, I had apple brandy from one of our earlier drinks, but I didn't think the apple and the citrus would go well together. So yeah. I so I'm going to tell you, I don't even remember what that drink was with the apple brandy, but I remember we all had to buy a fifth, right? And it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this? So the guy at the liquor store was like, you mix it with everything. <laughs> so my fifth of apple brandy is long, long gone. Wow. Well, maybe it was this good. winter because brandy's more of a winter drink for me, I feel like. Well, so unless I'll... you, yeah, you don't like brown liquors, but if you mm -hmm. embrace the embrace the brown man that's what i say no i'm good so th like that's them. it i got that's it that's the drink it's tasty it's gonna mm -hmm. make me slur and i'm so sorry that i'm doing the last um story so if you hear snoring that's me i've had my drink <laughs> and i follow all right well i'm gonna quit drinking mine or i will slur because um mine's mine's a little long okay but anyway okay so i chose to do the Weeping Women of the Ozarks, hence the Weeping Woman drink. There you go. Yeah. So I yeah, and I recently um, I went on a horror movie binge, which is not 
out of the norm for me. I kind of watch scary movies year round because I prefer them. I don't want a romantic comedy. I either want no. to be scared yes. or I want things to blow up. Yes. That's it. Or I'll laugh. I'll laugh. Yeah. There are very few rom-coms that I like. There's maybe half a dozen. Do you think Preference. that's our... Do you think that's our dad making us watch Star Wars and Star Trek and Lord Probably. of the Rings? I mean, yeah, because I don't I like am the. I am the like when Parker was little, I took him to see the Marvel movies. I took yeah. him to see the superhero movies. Scooter right. wants he just wants to watch westerns. I'm not even sure he cares or documentaries. That's who I married. I want stuff to blow up or I want stuff to jump out at me. I don't want blood and gore. I don't like those kind. I want to be scared. Yeah. But I digress. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. So I Go went ahead. on a horror, horror movie binge of Annabelle and the Conjuring movies because they're mm -hmm. some of my favorites. And so when I was decided I was going to do that, I wanted to know what order I should watch them in watch it look it already happened maybe i should focus <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we're gonna pause here no not really <laughs> uh, watch them in so i and like i said a little bit of a scary movie geek i like the i like the i want to be scared ones so i was surprised to see that the curse of la llorona was actually part of the storyline it fits in between um the nun and annabelle comes home i have seen all of these movies before even the curse of la llorona but i did not realize that it was part of that series of movies yeah. so anyway they got me thinking that um this legend of weeping women or women in white. And I, I wondered if the Ozarks had its own lore. And if you can believe it, it does, as does Crazy. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. So while I researched it, I found stories in New York State. I felt so, found stories in California, Colorado. I mean, you name it, weeping women, women in white, they're everywhere. Um, it can be found in almost every state. Um, in Latin American folklore, here's a little history. Uh, La Llorona, meaning the weeping woman or the whaler, is a ghost who roams waterfront areas mourning her children whom she drowned. I found the mythology of the legend from our friend Wikipedia, and that says that the legend has a wide variety of details and versions. In a typical version of the legend, a beautiful woman named Sao Chil, but it's spelled... I, I looked it up. I did real research this time. It's Man. spelled X-O-C-H-I-T-L. So mm -hmm. I would say Zochitl. That's how I would pronounce it. But no, it's because Sao Chil. Yes. Sao the Chil. X in Spanish is either sh or s. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, she marries um, a rich ranchero ranchero or conquistador with whom she bears two children one day Sauchil sees her husband with another woman and in a fit of blind rage she drowns their children in a river which she immediately regrets unable to save them and consumed by guilt she drowns herself as well but is un unable to enter the afterlife forced to be in purgatory and roam the earth until she finds her children in another version of the story, her children are illegitimate and she drowns them so that their father cannot take them away to be raised by his wife. 
re reoccurring themes and variations on the Lala Lorona myth included uh, white dresses, nocturnal wailing, and an association with water. So the mother archetype of La Llorona has been tied to patriarchal expectations of women in Mexican and Mexican-American culture by several authors, historians, and social critics. I'm telling you, I maybe should not have had any of that drink before I started this. <laughs> ah. Social critics often consider Mexican culture to enforce patriarchal standards unto women, such as being defined by their roles as mothers. La Llorona's falling into the trope of evil or failed mother, having either committed or having failed to save her children from drowning, can be considered a reflection of this. The legend of La Llorona is deeply rooted in Mexican popul popular culture, her story told to children to encourage them not to wander off after dark. In right. the southwestern United States, the story of La Llorona is told to scare children into good behavior, sometimes specifically to deter children from playing near dangerous water. Also told to them is that her cries are heard as she walks around the street or near bodies of waters to scare children from wandering around. So when I went looking for the Ozark Sweeping Women, um, I started, of course, in Missouri, and there are several, of course, but um, there are two closest to home and in the Ozarks regions. The first is in Rolla, Missouri, and this is more of a woman in white reference instead of a weeping woman. The legend goes that a spectral woman dressed in white appears in downtown Rolla, but only at night and only when passing um, when a passing train sounds its horn. In October of 2020, the Phelps County Focus informs us that there are some sightings of the ghost woman standing near downtown lampposts and power poles, while others say she appears lonely on darkened sidewalks around Pine Street. Other than her appearances after a train horn blows, the biggest clue of who downtown Dottie, which is what they call her, uh -huh. um, may be is the frequency of sightings in around the um, Rolla Public Library. In some hmm. cases, Dottie is spotted standing by the entrance of the building or near its front steps. She is also sometimes seen looking down from one of the library's attic windows. From stacks of papers flying by just in the corner of your peripheral vision to strange creakings and footsteps heard from the attic, downtown Dottie lets her presence be known in the wee hours of the night. Others say that the basement is much scarier than the attic. Specifically, uh, Derek Zaboran, he is on the library staff, cites a crawl space known to staff as the boiler room as particularly creepy and in the general area where a 1982 fire took place. The underground space is currently only accessible through a small window-like hole in the basement wall. And there's a strange piece of furniture inside. So there's a folding chair all the way in the corner and nobody knows how it got there. And there's a picture of it on that website, which I, I put in my extras, but yeah, spooky. Um, the author's opinion is downtown Dottie is likely the widow or the brokenhearted lover of a Rolla soldier who died during World War I. Her haunting of the Rolla Public Library may be due to her suitor being drafted through the local selective service office, which the library served as at that time. 
Her white gown could either be her wedding dress or the garment she would have worn if her fiance had ever returned home. The appearances after train horn blast may hearken to the fact her bow was sent off to war via the old Frisco Railroad. Hmm. There's a spooky little video. If you go onto that website, they've done a nice little, um, you know, entertainment video at the beginning of that article on that side. And it's worth a watch. It was very good. So that's my story of um, downtown Dottie. We're going to move to Columbia, Missouri now. And that's where our next weeping woman is. Um, Senior Hall is the oldest building on campus of Stevens College. And it is said to be haunted by the ghost of Sarah Jane. Some sites say Sarah Jane and some sites say Sarah June wheeler and she was a young southern lady studying at what was in the 1860s the columbia baptist female college a finishing school for southern ladies Hmm. and let me say i'll interject but stevens Uh was was still a girl's school when i was at mizzou and i i've heard that this story kind of so go ahead so this is how it goes. One evening, a Confederate soldier stumbled into one of the students' rooms. Sarah June Wheeler, or Jane Wheeler, almost screamed for help until the soldier covered her mouth and pled her not to. The soldier introduced himself as Corporal Isaac Johnson and told her how he had escaped from a prison camp. Sarah took pity on him and agreed to protect him by hiding him in her room. It wasn't long until the couple began to fall in love. Unfortunately, (laughs) as fate would have it, word got around to General Henry Halleck that a Confederate soldier was hiding at the all-women's college. Johnson was caught, and since he was wearing civilian's clothes, he was captured as a spy and lost soldiers' rights. Because of this, he was sentenced to death. Heartbroken by the news, Sarah took her own life in hopes to be reunited with Johnson. Many people believe she still roams the halls of Senior Hall at Stevens College, crying for her lost love today. Mm-hmm. So is I that the do. story you heard? No. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yes. Yes. I just wondered if it was me during finals week, but no. <laughs> Maybe, or many of them during finals week. <laughs> yeah. That was our my two um, Missouri stories. We're going to move on down to Arkansas here. Um, and I believe I should have, I was talking so well of myself for looking up the research on how to pronounce this name. And I meant to look this up before we did this, but I didn't do it. Uh-uh. Anyway, um, so I believe, Pedro, or maybe, <laughs> okay, or maybe possibly Pam did a, a woman in white story do you remember this about the vanishing hitchhiker on highway 365 do you remember yeah that, that was Deidre yeah yeah that's who I thought anyway as a refresher you pick her up you take her to her, her house she disappears you go to the door looking for her only to be told by her mother that she has been dead for years upon going to the cemetery where she's buried you find the coat you loaned her hanging from her gravestone so that's a that's a spooky one and also pam talked about the and i can't honestly cannot remember if she actually did this story if she talked about doing this story but the tilly willie bridge she did it she did it okay so another refresher there on that one then that is also a um a woman in white weeping woman story um it was so it was demolished several years ago but they still have 
strange encounters near the White River. And it the legend is that in 19 in the 1970s, a woman drove off the bridge along with her children, killing everyone. And a phantom car has still been uh, seen driving across the bridge. And her apparition was spotted in a white dress twirling in a nearby field. So don't you remember the picture of that bridge? Like there's no guardrails. Like I think mom even yes. drew it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. And like I said, I couldn't remember if she'd actually done it or if we had just talked about it. Yeah. Um, but here's the um, this is in Roland, Arkansas, and it is a pleasant farming community. It says the natural steps has its share of negative energy. Supposedly, huh. the area was a rendezvous point for bushwhackers, which we've talked about. Yes. As well as the KKK. Yes, our history comes back right there. Um, the town swelled and shrunk during the century, and the Baptist Church was uh, established in 1913 and was later rebuilt. Cemetery and the Maynard House are all that remain of the original community. Um, says Jesse James and his gang even spent a night in a nearby log house in preparation of robbing a stagecoach in Benton. Uh, the most sinister story is that of the natural steps ghost a woman in white can be seen in the cemetery on the darkest nights of late october the woman is believed to be martha sanders an ill-fortuned bride in the late 1800s she was to be married to gustavus sanders the two were married on the top of the natural steps but regrettably gustavus died from disease days later he was buried right outside of the old church her returned her routine seriously routine okay. routine <laughs> you're you're talking a really word. fast you don't have to talk that fast we're all good all right all right you're riveted i think it's Aren't because you? it's it's so long i don't want you guys to be here all night maybe it's that's not it. well it's not that long i mean really you're good okay all righty um her routine begins in the northeast corner where the original church was located before it burned down. She then heads into the woods towards the natural steps down to the Arkansas River and then disappears. After the funeral of her husband, Martha simply disappeared. It was believed that she jumped to her death from the natural steps into the river. Oh, as so there's they my do. Three. Yes, so there's my three I, mean, I did three for Arkansas because two were really just um, revisits from stories mm -hmm. that we had done before. So mm -hmm. off to Oklahoma we go. And this is called Cry Baby Bridge, and it's in Catoosa, Oklahoma. Hmm. According to local legend, a Catoosa woman raced across old Boggy Creek Bridge on Friday, June 13th, 1924. A fierce storm had broken out and the woman was trying to hurry home. The only other passenger, her newborn baby, which rested in the seat beside her. As mother and child crossed the bridge, a crackle of lightning frightened the horses that were pulling her carriage. They bucked wildly and tipped the carriage over. During the chaos, the mother lost hold of her infant. As she frantically oh. searched the bridge, yelling for help in the pouring rain, she heard her baby let out a cry from the river below. She leaned over the edge of the damaged bridge and in doing so, lost her footing and fell into the river. The mother and child were never seen again. Oh. Yeah. It is said that if you go out to Old Boggy Creek Bridge on Friday the 13th, you can still hear the baby crying. Each year following the accident, roses were placed at, a, at two unmarked graves near the bridge. 
but ceased after Bessie and Clissy were written on the headstones decades later. The bridge was bypassed in 2001, is not open to the public, but is still clearly visible from Keatonville Road. Hmm. There's Oklahoma. And here's my last story. Um, this is from Kansas. Um, so not necessarily in the Ozarks, but it's kind of close. The part of the Ozarks that runs through Kansas, we've talked about this before, but it's literally somebody's backyard. Yeah, like there's tiny. nothing there. Um, it's very small and it's super hard to find anything about, but I always feel like we leave them out. So <laughs> I found a story. It's really not anywhere close. I said earlier that it was kind of close. It's not. That's a lie. But it's really interesting. So here's the ghost of White Woman Creek. Oh, cool. Winding, yeah, it's good. Winding through Greeley, Wichita, and Scott counties in Kansas, White Woman Creek starts in Colorado and disappears into White Woman Basin. It follows underground from there into the Arkansas River. There are several versions of how the creek got its name. The one I'm choosing to tell speaks of a Cheyenne Indian attack in the 1860s. The Cheyenne were said to have attacked a Western settlement in retaliation for an earlier raid on their camp by white men. After several white men were killed, the Indians recaptured their stolen goods and kidnapped 12 white settlers, 10 men and two women. As time passed, the two white women decided to stay with the tribe and married Cheyenne men. One of the women, who the Indians called Anna Wee, fell in love with Chief Tiwa Ni and bore him a son. Most of the white men also were accepted and remained with the Cheyenne. However, there was one man who was eager to leave. After many months with the tribe, he was able to steal a horse and made his way to Fort Wallace in present-day Wallace County. Upon his arrival, he convinced the army that the remaining whites were being held against their will. The escaped man led a group of soldiers to the Indian camp, and the soldiers attacked, killing the chief and his infant son. As the battle continued, his wife, Anna Wee, retaliated by killing the man who had betrayed them. She then continued to defend the tribal village she had come to think of as home. And in the end, she too was slain. Since the late 1800s, legend has it that on moonlight nights, the specter of a woman has often been seen running along what is now a dry creek bed, or at other times, wandering slowly along the stream. Others have heard her singing a mournful Indian song. And hmm. that is my story on the weeping women and the women in white of the Ozarks. Hope you enjoyed it. That was good. Yeah. So, you know, that whole women and rivers <laughs> is yeah. um that that's everywhere in the Appalachians and everywhere else and I used to be in this band called the Riverbank Problem Solvers because we played all those old folk songs about women drowning in a river but what they typically happened to them was they would get pregnant and then the guys didn't want to be saddled with this unmarried woman so they drown them mm-hmm so anyway, yeah. don't girls don't walk on a riverbank or well, now it doesn't matter. You, I could, you know, 
could just drown the guy really so. <laughs> maybe and then there'd be weeping men of the ozarks well you just interesting that you mentioned that oh um, look at me that was so okay here's what we do y'all so whoever does the big story you try and find a little story that kind of goes along with it right no men weep for anything really so I couldn't find any weeping men. I thought, well, weeping. no weeping in public. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So no weeping boys either. So then I had this brilliant idea. Well, let me look for laughing men because that would be opposite. Uh-huh. Okay. So I found a story about a laughing boy ghost, but then that led me to a completely different thing, but it's really interesting. So this, that's my stream of segue to why I'm telling this story. All so right. I am doing a story about a town called Windyville, Missouri. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, I have. I think when I was looking up my ghost town story, it came into play. Oh yeah. I had never heard of it. It's really freaking haunted. So I got this off MissouriGhosts.net and 417 magazine and wikipedia so for those of you like me who didn't know windyville is an unincorporated community in dallas county missouri about 10 miles northeast of buffalo along missouri routes k and mm uh, the niangua river flows to the south and east of the community and it's part of springfield missouri's metropolitan statistical area so a little north um, so what's interesting, okay, a post office was established in 1921 and operated till 1998. They call it Windyville because it's windy. <laughs> uh -huh. Imagine. Okay, so what's interesting is it was a town and then it kind of dies out. So you see it call being called a ghost town and stuff, but there are currently supposedly 51 people that live in Windyville. And the population dropped 67% in the last 20 years. Um, it's 100% Caucasian, and that's about it. Um, so just a sort of uh, in a nutshell, people claim to hear laughter of a young boy in the Lone Rock Cemetery. That's originally what I was going for. Screaming from the old tomato cannery and footsteps in many abandoned buildings. So there are still people living there, right? So mm -hmm. on Missouri, uh, let's see, MissouriGhost.net, there are all these people that wrote in about visiting Windyville. And I thought I would read some of those because they're really funny. I mean, and scary and interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's where you can find them, y'all. So the, here's the first one. There are five locations in Windyville which are reported as active on a regular basis. This is a person. I've located all but the old, now he calls it a cannon factory, but it's actually mm -hmm. a cannery, a canning a factory. A canning factory. Yeah. One yep. in particular is reported as hot on a regular basis. All of this dates from the Civil War activity in the area except for the hot spot. That's related to a large number of child deaths in a short period of time, but still the 1800s. It's a small cemetery, children's voices and laughter, 
you hear, presences are felt, all are the, the common reports. So this person says, my friend and I are paranormal investigators in and around Rolla. There, that's another tie-in to your story, Dean. Mm, there you go. We've actually yep. investigated areas all over Missouri, as well as a few locations in Illinois. Um, we wanted to investigate the town of Windyville, but unfortunately, the town is no longer abandoned. There are several residents there now, and they all live by the hot spots. Um, they said, we took our equipment out there and got some good readings. All right, this is another one. My family owns a campground about eight miles from Windyville. One night we were driving through town. We snapped a few pictures along the roads. Okay, and I'm gonna post this picture on uh, the website and maybe Dino will put it up on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. But he says, look very closely at the picture. It appears to be a girl holding a lantern. It does. It's creepy. Okay. He blew the picture up. Right oh, yeah, go look. It's in the folder. Um, if you blow the picture up, you can make out the eyes, nose, and hairline. She appears to be wearing an old-fashioned nightgown. There are oh, two un unexplained lights in the photo as well, which look like lanterns. Keep in mind, there are no reflectors along any of the roads in Windyville. Um and I have, and this person says, I've done no additional work to this picture other than enlarging it. So yeah, it's creepy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of a big one, but so I'll kind of skip through it. But we, this somebody, we went out to Wendyville on two times. The first time my son and a couple of friends went to the bridge and they had some strange things happen. Okay, who did this story? I've had two thirds of my drink. Mm -hmm. Who did the story about the ghost story on the bridge that we've all heard before? Pam? Maybe. Anyway. When she did Tilly Willie, maybe. Maybe. Okay. They pulled onto the bridge, shut off the lights, and got out of the car, took some pictures, and walked around. On some of the pictures, there's some orbs. <laughs> then there's, I didn't include this. I mean, honestly, it's black except for two dots which could have been a freaking skunk i mean who knows yeah, anything yeah 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 they caught some red lights like eyes um so her son or his son was a disbeliever kind of taunting the spirit spirits and in return received a burn mark on his leg and a handprint on his stomach now i can put that picture up too um I don't know about that whole burn mark on his leg. Mm -hmm, yeah. And the front of his neck turned bright red. Uh, his friend was walking around the car and a red streak came flying between them in the car and it disappeared later. They got in the car real fast and they got the car started, put it in gear, but the car would not move. The oh, clutch no. was engaged. This car was a new Cadillac always in good working order, but it would not move. Then someone saw handprints on the windshield. Then they took a picture from inside the car and they saw handprints on the picture. But a little while later, that picture had a picture had a data error on it. Mm -hmm. mm. You yeah. said picture. You said I picture. <laughs> picture. <laughs> well, I'm trying better. to be dramatic. I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh wait but 
but so that picture had oh, a okay. data error on it but the next picture has a horrible face on the windshield oh no. now i didn't i couldn't find that picture i mean they said i'm attaching it i couldn't find it okay yeah. uh my son went back to the Navy. He took my Cadillac with him. The car started doing strange things like the sunroof would open on its own. The windows would roll down, no keys in the ignition. And we would be driving down the road and all the electrical would just shut off. Now that sounds like a short to me, but I don't know. You need to go see a mechanic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, and eventually the car caught on fire. So again, oh. probably should have gone to a mechanic. Yeah, yeah maybe. So. Uh, it was about okay. Here's and so here's another. Um, my son was in my sister's car, along with two other trucks. They stopped on the bridge. It was about midnight. My sister said she felt someone telling her to get off the bridge, um, till it was too much for her. Then I passed them in my car and turned around and came back. My son, oh, I don't know. Uh, my son went one time and he and I did an EVP with my cell phone. I don't know how that works. And we were asking questions. And one of the questions was, are you an older man? And at that time, the light on my phone dimmed and my phone does not do that. So we left. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's that's all. Um, oh, and then they try and bring up the bridge recording, and it wasn't even there. So how much? Oh. How many of these drinks have they had? Many, I'd say many. All right, and then finally at the end they say, "Um, this is a very active place, even when people who don't believe it will if they visit it." Okay, mm. just don't go in a car that has electrical shorts. Yeah. All right, get a check. I went to, <laughs> yeah, you or your or a bad cell phone. I went to Windyville last night with a friend of mine. I live in Richland, Dina, which I think is like between. Isn't Richland between uh, Kansas City and Nevada? I feel like I've been there. Let's check with Google Maps here. All right, you do that while I'm finishing, and I'll let you know. When we arrived there, nothing seemed out of the ordinary, except for when we started to enter the town, there was a thick white fog that floated above us. It was, it only took a second to drive through it. As we entered the town about midnight, I'd say, we parked in front of the cannery. There were lights on in some of the buildings around Windyville. So we get out of the car and pause because there was very faint music coming from the old cannery. Now this is their words. Like the mm -hmm. movie House of Wax, I stepped back to take a photo of the building and I looked at the photo just a few minutes to discover a face on the right window. Oh. Now I couldn't find that photograph. Maybe it's just me, but I think I see something. Anyway, as soon as I take the photo, lights turn on in the huge white house behind me we both look and I notice someone walking up the stairs. Well, duh, because people still live there. So anyway, mm -hmm. uh, then he says, I started freaking out. Then I believe the people walking up the stairs were kids. We heard a loud pop. I froze and my friends started laughing. It was a firework. <laughs> That's funny. So, Richland uh, is west of Rolla. Okay. Like how far west? Like along the border of Kansas and Missouri? 
No, it's uh, east. It's between Camdenton and Rolla. Okay, that's not where I was thinking then. Okay, let me give you a couple more and then I'll be done. Um, okay. Growing up near the Windyville store, I had several encounters with the public sightings of the ghost that wanders there. I myself, being a skeptic of the paranormal, had two sightings that plagues my sanity to this day. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> While riding my stepfather's motorcycle along our back roads without permission, in parentheses, the Windyville store is the only local fuel station to us living on that stretch of K Highway. So pulling up one evening to top off, I noticed in the center of the crossroads a slow moving cloud or dust devil, yet it began to take form. What I had made out was an elderly lady clad in 18th century garb. Then flash, I hit the road. Several months later, the same thing happened. So yeah, to myself, it's real. Okay. Okie dokie. All right, let's see. Oh, some, okay. There was evidently a cave and somebody found some writing. All right. So this is the last one because the cave one's kind of long. A while okay. back, my wife and I drove out to Windyville late at night, more as a joke than anything because she's easily frightened and it's common knowledge in that area that it's haunted. I just never knew why. We turned on the road at the store and continued driving when I swore I saw a woman in white rags and white hair wander into the road. She stopped in front of the car and looked right at me. We ran right through her. I do not see things ever and told myself it was just fake. But not 30 seconds later, my wife informed me she was scared because she could see a woman she described exactly the same in the back seat riding with us. Since she described the exact same thing and she never acts crazy like that, I started doing some research. I never told her what I saw, but after reading a lot of stories on here about a white haired woman, I will soon. So that kind of fits in with yours too, Dina. Yeah, yeah. So that makes me say that next time I'm home, we need to go take a drive through Windyville, Missouri. Yeah, well, it's not too far away. No. Mm -mm. So that is it. So that I ended with a white woman story since you started with one. So that brings it all together. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of stories from two girls that have had a really strong drink. And uh, we hope you like sorry for real. Didn't think it was going to hit me like that, but it really didn't let me talk very well for a while. Oh, you were fine. It was fine. Well, we want to thank you all for listening as always. Um, I know that, let's see, the last one, we were a day late. Sorry, that could have been my fault. Um, But thanks for listening and following us. You know, as we say, leave us stars, subscribe, uh, visit our Facebook and Instagram and our website, ozarkshainsandhooch.weebly.com. I didn't say we release on the 1st and 15th of each month. At least we try to. That's the plan. That's the plan, which sometimes doesn't work out. But um, yeah, and don't forget we have a Patreon. So till next time, we're going to say goodbye. Goodbye. And remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends.
And if you didn't, keep your big mouth shut. shut.